Hey, I want to talk to you about a very special podcast that is going into its second season, Veronica Mars Investigates. Their second season is going to premiere on March 24th, and a little bit about Veronica Mars Investigates. It is a very, very cool recap podcast, and if you like very, very cool recap podcasts like this one, you're probably going to like that one. It's hosted by Jenny Owen Youngs from the hit Buffy recap podcast, Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and Helen Saltzman from the award-winning entertainment podcasts, The Illusionists, and Answer Me This. They are podcast royalty, and they have come together to create this show about the Veronica Mars television show. And if you haven't watched Veronica Mars television show, it is a teen comedy drama thriller noir. You can hear the first season of Veronica Mars Investigates now on all the podcast places and at vmipod.com. But season two, March 24th, get ready. You'll enjoy it. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a cloud. It's a moon. Also some stars. There are so many things in the sky. Good morning, Night Vale. It's me, Meg Bashpinner, coming to you live from my own damn dining room. And it's me, Symphony Sanders, who's nowhere near her own home. And it's me, Hal Loveland. It's not far in terms of miles, but it took me a while to get up here and was well worth it. Because we're here to record Good Morning Night Vale for you, the listeners of Night Vale. We are actors on Night Vale, and we're listening to Night Vale too. We're just like you. We listen to podcasts one ear at a time, except we talk about it on our own podcast, Podception. <laughs> Goddamn. This is the episode that we're going to be talking about today, which is episode number 51, Rumbling, or as I like to call it, Rumbling. <laughs> Carlos reports on strange developments in the other world desert, plus new announcements from a new mayor, a look at horoscopes, and a message from Desert Bluffs. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Oh. Okay. First of all, y'all, announcements from the new mayor, it was one half of an announcement. And then the city council, who's horrible, yes, came in and just was like, it's like when the president gets the thing of secrets, right? The, the book of secrets? Yeah. You mean that, the thing from, from National Treasure? What? The Book of Kells? No. Yeah. What book? Do you think there's a yearbook they all sign? <laughs> Have a great summer, Herbert Hoover. No. Like, <laughs> Thanks, Herbert Hoover. No one had a great summer. Yeah. Isn't there like a, a thing that you get updated on as the president? Is that just a lie? Like the daily briefing? Yeah. Well, just Oh, like, you mean like when you get your first security briefing yeah, and you, and you, and you like, find out all the business? Yeah. And like every president the, walks out like... Aged five years. Right? Yeah. Like the Area 51 You've show. gotta be. Yeah. So get- I feel like this is Dana's that. Yeah. She gets her Area 51. She gets the nuclear football and like it's, yeah, yeah the Nightville nuclear football. <laughs> <laughs> and and turns out that, you know, you still can't go in the dog part. So um, what color is Cerulean, by the way? Blue. Did it's you not see The Devil Wears Prada? No. Yeah. Okay. No, Cerulean. That does sound like blue. But sometimes there's words that are like Cerulean. Like uh, describe a color that I'm like. Is that like really ochre. Like? What color is ochre? Yeah, ochre. I'm like. I think it's like a yellow. I thought it's like I was going to go with yellow. Yeah, it's like that, a yellow, a yellow, orange. You know, really, the only reason I know like that is because there's this um, 
like hot steam room that I go in that's called the ochre room and it's like What's that color? At King's Spot and it's that color. So I just assume. Is that the place where you, where they flush your butt with water? No. It's where they scrub your body. You can also get a vaginal steam. So Gwyneth Paltrow says that's good. Anyways, so <laughs> the cheese is good for our wrinkly garments and vaginas. Why the wrinkly it, garment of the body. Why does it need garments. to be steam? It's what does it what does it look like afterwards? Flatter? Smoother? I mean, is it like a bow bun? It- it's I don't know. <laughs> it's fluffy like a bow bun. Um, I don't know. I just felt like maybe your skin doesn't down there doesn't get treated the same as your face skin. And we steam our faces. Why wouldn't you when you get a facial? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I figure why not? It's a good point. It's a thing that's available, and it was not that. Ex- it was one of Did the you do last. It? Ex- yes. Oh, and? did it burn? No, it was lovely. Is it a cold steam? No, no, it was like, <laughs> like a hot. It was like a hot pot. I was sitting basically. I feel like in a trash. <laughs> they put you in a trash can. You were in full a of hot water. No, no, no. And it was like a vaporizer. Yeah. You sit on a chair that was like a cut. There's a hole cut out of the middle. Like if you were going to pee into it. Redneck like toilet. toilet. Yeah. Yeah. And then you sit on it and you, they put this thing over your head and then they draw the drawstring and it goes around your neck. But your arms. <laughs> What's the safe word at the spa? Your arms are out the side. So you're free to move around. And punch. But it's just yeah. like. And punch. If and you want the fucking bag off but of your head. But there's like. <laughs> On your head, your head is out. Your arms are out. It's just like it steams you all What's the inside. What's the bag part? Then they put a bag over your head. You said, did, did they take so much oxygen that you don't? They take just enough that you don't remember whole, what they did. It's a whole thing. It's just up to your neck. You put it over your head, okay. and then they drawstring it around your neck. Your head is free. So your they, arms are free. Yeah. So they just choke you with the rope, not the. Bag. It's like a thing if a if a like a wrestler goes and is trying to make weight. They're like wearing like a trash bag. It's the thing that that Martin similar Lawrence to that, but it's like out, dry, it's dry like really it. wide. It looks like um what Missy Elliott was wearing in the if you work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That costume. was she getting her vag team? Is that what that yes. song is yeah. about? If you're just tuning into the podcast that you press play on, if you're just tuning into the podcast that you press play on, uh, this is Good Morning Night Vale. The podcast talks about the ways that you can spend your money on things besides retirement and instead on ways to clean out your genitalia. Good morning. Did you say vaginatalia? Vaginatalia. <laughs> it was great. I liked it and I'm going to do it again. So anyways, so Carlos calls. <laughs> Carlos calls. And it's a schmoopy time. I'm going to tell you what. I don't feel right moving on, but <laughs> I'm going to do it because I, I know. I'm trying to get right to it, and you guys are that off. That segue. Is when it? you mention vaginal steaming, yeah, that becomes what this is about. And I'm trying to move on, but I felt like in that moment, everybody listening. And, I and thought by the we way, would the people, just mention goop and then be able to move on. Yeah. The people who just jumped in in this moment right now, you missed. First of all, why, are you, why do you scrub your finger to... Three, four minutes of the Because they know we're going to be talking about nonsense. But second of all, I would be like, what? Skew it, skew it. But anyway, you were saying, phone call from Carlos. Let's let's segue. You know what? My um, comedian, brilliant comedian, Desiree Birch, and the (laughs) role the (laughs) actor who plays Pamela Winchell is always the advice that she's given about in stand-up comedy, if you, uh, about segues, and that it's if you have a, a segue is like a condom. If you have a segue... 
use it. If you don't, just keep fucking going. So, <laughs> and you know what? That's what I was trying guys, to use, do. Guys, use condoms, okay? Don't. And, That's and, definitely and, and write better stand-up, but still. <laughs> Moving on. To the, back to the episode. Um, Carlos is... Long, LDR, long-distance relationship. Baby. I know. I, yeah. was, I was just writing about that, how um, long-distance relationships are very difficult, and it, this episode really highlights that about how difficult it is to stay in communication, even though luckily Carlos's phone is keeping all of its power because, you know, similar to when Dana was over in that desert other world or whatever. Um, and it's been keeping its power. Even when he busted up towards the end, it gets hit by rock. It fixes. Yes. It heals itself. I wish I had that sort of plan on my phone. Yeah. I wish I didn't leave my phone in the Whole Foods bathroom. Well, we wish a lot of things. Anyways, so <laughs> oh, we're just gonna keep moving on from that. No, what I don't um, know. I'm, I... But yeah, so his, it's yeah, it's, it's a really great um, plot point that his phone still works. I guess they're like, well, how do we make it? Okay, cool. Let's right. Just, so let's yeah. give it special what, powers. Which they, which it was smart. That they establish the idea, your phone always works. Yeah, you've always got perfect reception wherever you are. Right. When you're in that, when you're in this other world, that takes and a that, huge challenge out of a long distance relationship. Yes, yeah. but I it mean, was established a long time ago, canonically. Yeah. Long enough ago that it feels like, is that something? Assuming they had it, they they were able to plot it out this far, or they had planned this far ahead. It's a really nice tee up that then they can pay off and expand on. Not only is your phone perfect, it never loses battery. It's always at whatever battery mm-hmm. it is yeah. when you go in. You get perfect reception, and you cannot break your phone. So there's always a way to communicate. Yeah. So that's not an excuse for uh, not working in a relationship. Uh, another note yes. that I made was relationships are hard. They are, guys. All relationships. Friend relationships, familial relationships, actual relationships, like romantic relationships. Um, not that other relationships aren't actual relationships. That's the relationship to yourself. Ooh. That's my hardest one. That's real. That's <laughs> real. Yeah. That's um, a, that is a very difficult relationship to navigate. I've been trying to like fix my relationship with myself for a while. And I think I've got it down. I've romanced this hoe. <laughs> like nobody's business. Anyways, speaking of romance, um, nope. Uh, <laughs> well, there's Doug with the good hair over there. Okay. What I wrote down was, uh, what the fuck is Doug with the good hair? And then I also just wrote the words Jolene. Oh, oh yeah. Because please don't take, steal my man. Don't steal don't that man. Steal, yeah. Think, Even though you can. Because we have yeah. in the in the previous episode, we have the like kind of like little droplet of Earl Harlan being like, oh, there's another person I've had, you know, a connection with. Yeah. And in this episode, right. we have the like, who the fuck is Doug kind of thing happening. Right. So it's yeah, it's like it, it is. This, Even though it's nothing. It's totally nothing, but it's it's there. So it's there for the for the listener to be like, is it is it? And then right. You know, and that's it's just yeah, it's a the long distance thing. I have a long distance relationship and then a very close distance relationship, and it just moves back and forth depending on where in the <laughs> damn world I am. Speaking into a microphone, saying "Hello, Stockholm. Welcome to Good Morning. Welcome to Welcome to Night Vale." <laughs> that's where the distance is, right? Depends on. I'm out there for all of you, not being near my husband, sacrificing. Um, to podcast. <laughs> right. I don't have a husband, but I do have a long distance relationship with my home. 
and I do miss <laughs> that. Yeah, quite a bit. And there's, uh, and then when I'm home, I'm like, oh, I wish I was away from you. You know, sometimes. Um, can we talk about? Are you guys into astrology? Because I am. I'm into anything that's fun. Okay, but I, I you don't I think don't have a real strong belief system about anything besides myself. Okay, I I feel that. <laughs> I think it's neat, but I give it absolutely almost no credence. I feel like it becomes confirmation bias, whatever it is, because that it's, it explains everything, right? You're like, yeah, like I'm whatever totally you are. Like that. Oh, it's such a you're uh, such a Sagittarius. And then whatever you say, that's what a Sagittarius well, would exactly do. That's exactly what a Sagittarius would say, huh? Exactly. What, what's you, your sign, huh? I'm a Capricorn. Oh, okay. Stop right. talking like a Sagittarius. I, know. You know? I can't help it. My dad's a Sagittarius, and I look like him. <laughs> I look like his horoscope sign. I look like a big bull made of stars. Well, Isn't that Sagittarius, the bull? I can't agree. I can't disagree with that. Isn't yeah. Taurus the bull? Taurus, Taurus is the bull. What's Sagittarius? Sagittarius We're big great shrimp. Astrologers. The archer. That's a I don't pay attention to anything that's not me. I'm a Libra. Is that the, the Scorpion? Scales, right? Scorpio's the Scorpion. A, the, Libra's the scales, scales, right? I'm the scales. You're the scales. So I'm here for balance and harmony and pretty things. I'm the Aries. I'm a ram. I'm going to just force it. Yeah. <laughs> In a consensual way. Sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, there. I mean, in astrology, there is you know, your sun sign, which is what we normally look at. But then there's other elements yeah. that go along with that. Your moon sign as well as your ascending or your rising sign. Yeah. That can influence how you see yourself, how others see you, how you want to be in this world. Whenever I go to like a deep astrology site because somebody like there's a conversation about it, like, all right, yeah. let me look it up. And then it, you know, where where were you born? So you yeah. have to know where. Then, then the, the date. Time. That's easy. And then when it gets to the time, I'm like, bitch, I don't know. Don't I was know being born. I was being born. Your then. dad doesn't know. I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna call my. Hey, dad. I'm taking an astrology quiz. I totally did that. I. I don't. He may remember. I know it was like early in the morning, so I just guess. Do you have your birth certificate? Not on me. Not on you. Okay. Well, well cool. Someone it, doesn't have should... their go bag ready. Mm. -mm. I want to be off the grid. <laughs> I don't want him to know who I am. I was born at 3.17 p.m. I was hmm. born at 10.35 a.m. Does everybody know what time they were born? Well, no, no, that that's normal? wrong. No, 6.35 p.m. Yeah. Sorry. So I who was born at that time? Um, the Gemini. She would say, roses are red, violets are blue. I'm a Gemini, and so am I. That was her great joke. <laughs> she loved it. See? That oh, you both would have loved her. Joke. You never got to meet her. That's no, sad. No, I know. That's so sad. Um I don't want to move on to that. That really is <laughs> that so That was bummer. really fun. Yeah, that's really so sad. sad. Anyway, so the anyway, this section, rumbling back noise. Back to our important uh. podcast. Um, no, yeah, I would have loved to have met your mom. She sounds like a lovely dame. She sounds lovely. Yeah. If uh, she's responsible for half of you, um, I'm on board. And awesome. Having met your dad, who's a wonderful, wonderful human, I'm like, And he's got so many there. video games and pinball games in his basement. So many. So. So many. Party at the Loveland house. It's pretty fun. Everyone's going to go over to house if we could. Um, we were inviting you all over. Yeah. If you're a patron million dollar donor, you can live in um, house dad's basement. Yeah. For like a couple days before he figures it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. He travels a lot. You can get in there. Oh, I know how yeah. to get you in. Yeah. You don't need a key. Okay. You just need knowledge. You just need knowledge. Yeah. You need to add and answer. some quarters or the machine's free. Yeah. Just give the, <laughs> the troll that guards the garage. You have to beat the three secrets pinball 
the Adams Family pinball game. Yeah. Yes. That's the Adams Family pinball. That's actually really challenging. I wish that wasn't there. I love pinball. I know that like I'm an adult woman with a bank account and I could probably buy myself a pinball machine, but I just like can't commit, you know. Meanwhile, we're here so recording good. this. We could be going down to 1982, which has a whole pinball room. Wow. But we do it. We would rather be here. Recording this for you. We're here in my house. This is the three of us are actually in the same room in the ta- same space and time, which has only ever happened twice before on a podcast. That's right. Is there anything worse than somebody saying, "You know, I could have been doing this instead of spending time with you"? Do you ever get that from somebody? No, I've never gotten that from anyone. I think I just it's did that terrible. to all of the audience by saying I could have been having a nice time with my husband instead, but I was performing for you. And I said, then I said it about an arcade. <laughs> so. It just feels that way. I think that's the yeah. thing because it's like, well, that's the thing about long distance. It's like your time is the most valuable thing you have, but also you have goals and stuff that you need to achieve. So you are like constantly balancing that thing of like, like Carlos is a career girl. He mm-hmm. has some science yep. he needs to go do in that other place. Like, and he needs it. But yeah. he trusts in his relationship to know that it can stand withstand the distance. And yeah. like he does, because Cecil's like, you need to get back here. And Carlos is like, I need to do my work and I think we can handle this. So there is that that kind of thing, which I feel like goes kind of. It's very true to relationships. In my experience of long distance relationships, it's like it's you're not always on the same page at the exact same time about it. Um, but you just if, if the relationship is strong enough, you can kind of trust in that 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 push and pull. Yeah, it's trust and also reinforcing the love that you have and knowing that that person is there for you when they can be, and when they aren't, just knowing that they're there that they. They exist for you as well. Yeah, it's challenge. Now, do you want to talk about the? This is the this is the birth of the horoscope. The horoscope. This is yeah. We get the full full on. Yes. Everyone. Staple of the live show. Yeah. Yeah, which I love. It's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. I do get excited. I mean, I I do like astrology stuff, so um, I do get excited. And my one, this one, is about ghosts. Yes. Do I believe in ghosts? And the answer is yes, I do. Um, But, you know, this Libra doesn't believe it. And while we won't be surprised when you wake up in the middle of the night tonight, scream loud enough for the neighbors to hear you. I do believe in ghosts, but part of me thinks maybe it's just a different dimension trying to get through to ours. Is that frightening? Yeah. It's a little scary. You You don't think of them as like explorers? They're coming from another dimension to I mean, what do you think a ghost would? Because I I know we've been, you know, we always record. We're we're on a Google Hangout so we can see one yeah. another. And Meg and I will tease you. Maybe it's just me. I think you do too. There's you, a, there's a you, ghost, you usually start, I start it. it and of I'm course. happy to finish it. I'm like, there's a ghost. You know, there's a ghost behind you. And then mm-hmm. you start going, stop it. Yeah, because like, I don't think serious. it's funny. I get a little scared. What do you think would happen? What do you think the ghost would do? That it's just gonna. I don't know, Take be, there, to- be there and like run through me with their cold body. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know, jump in my face and yell at me. Show yeah. you something unseeable. Yeah. yeah. Something I, I mean, don't that's enough. See. That's all frightening. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to invalidate it. I'm just curious, like the fear of. Yeah. Well, I just have, I think it's more of the fear of like something other than me being a, a being other than myself being somewhere where it's not supposed to be. Sure. And I think in my apartment is a place it's not supposed to be. It is not supposed to be there. You're right. I like to be alone in my apartment. I don't wear a ton of clothes, so in general. 
Yeah. That's I wear not shirts for you guys. Today. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. Is Getting all gussied up just for us. Yeah. Uh, I do like that in this section, the Scorpio, which which is Steve, Steve Carlsberg's Carlberg. side, that there is a reference that is clearly a reference to him. At least in my mind, it is. Oh, totally. It's a nice setup. And then in all the li- the live shows, his, his name is spoken right. each time. Um, just a fun, like, it's a fun, playful little thing to throw in there. I like these these nuggets. It, you know, as we get deeper into it, I recognize stuff more and more that that carries over into those live shows, including we're we're not too far away from the crossover with Thrilling Adventure Hour, which happens during Carlos's exile. Yeah, shall we call it? Uh, but I love the interplay. Just in general, this episode, I love the interplay between the two of them. How unimportant whatever the monster is, it, that it takes a backseat to their relationship, and and like we've been saying, dealing with that idea of being long distance from one another. Yeah, and the motivations for that. Um, but yeah, the horoscope, I, I find it really cool. I, the thing that I like is that the uh, Cecil Palmer is an Aquarius and Cecil Baldwin is an Aquarius. Right. Ah. Um, but Dylan <laughs> Marin is a Gemini, even though Carlos is a Taurus. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that would be, yeah, Dylan would be a, a, a Gemini. What is it? What are the characteristics of a Gemini? I was his date of birth. Duality. <laughs> just super. I know it is, but he's so sweet. He, yeah, but that doesn't mean that he and he's, doesn't he have also parts kicks ass. Maybe that's it. Maybe I don't know. He's We're a, all sweet. He's a nice person. You two kick he's, ass. I think everybody's a nice person. I don't think everybody's a nice person. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I meant all of us. Nice is different than good. True. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's True. interesting. I think I'm a nice person. I think, yeah, I think we're all nice people. Do you think and you're I, a good person? Yes. I think you're also good people as well. But there's better people and there's worse people. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Who's like, better, I'm who's not better trying to like. Who do I need to. When people are like, oh, they give you the shirt off their back. And I was like, off my back? Yeah. It's cold. But I will, I'll find you a shirt. Yeah. Or if you're good. not wearing a shirt and you feel weird about it, I'll take my shirt off too. Right. <laughs> Classic. Classic. I think that's the goodest. To be like, I'm gonna I know you're in a low place. I'm gonna be here with you. Why not? I can't solve it, but I will be down here with you. Well, I think that might be also what Cecil is trying uh, like Cecil and Carlos are trying to do with each other, trying to like be there for each other, even though they can't be with each other. Um, but it's it's difficult for them, yes. especially when like Doug or someone else gets Jolene. in the way. Or Jolene, as Jolene. we like to call them. Yeah. Uh, is that type of person? Yes. And then there's the rumbling. Well, yeah. Now that we're, I mean, we currently are in LA, I think about the rumbling. I'm like, is it like an earthquake rumbling? Or is it like, I mean, the way it's described, it sounds like super loud. And I don't think earthquakes are loud. I don't know. I've, I think that they'd be loud. How have you been in earthquakes? I have. I've been in several. It's, uh, it's not as loud as you'd think. I haven't been in a very big one or directly like in one like, like that. There have, been, there have been some very big ones at the time I've been here. I just, 
you know, when things, it just becomes like, oh, everything's moving and this is really uncomfortable. I would assume if there's a really big one, you would hear buildings coming apart or, you know, damage to the earth's crust. Screaming. <laughs> yeah, screaming. Those are things you'd hear. It was more just like, uh, okay, this is real uncomfortable. And you hear things sort of like moving. So you hear the, the items moving. That's mm-hmm. what the rumbling was. So this rumbling, do you think it's coming from with, it's coming from within the ground, right? Yes. So it's earth that's rumbling. Because I mean, I don't know why I'm picturing this desert other world as like, there's not really like homes or houses and stuff. I just feel like they go and like rest in a thing of trees or something. Mm-hmm. I I haven't really thought about I don't feel like they have homes over there. Are there buildings? There's a lighthouse. Yeah. There's a lighthouse, lighthouse, but there's been no other description really. They go down into like one circle thing, but it's like not way back, you know, like episodes ago. Yeah. They went down in a thing, but it was just like walls. It sounded like a walled, but it didn't sound like it had a roof to me. I don't know. I it, In my mind, I'm just imagining them just like a wandering nomadishly. Yeah, same. And then like maybe taking refuge in a cave or amongst a bunch a grove of trees yeah i see it as like a big open deserty like kind of nothing to the left nothing to the right but like more just red rocks and dust so then okay so let's say that's what is happening right you're in this open area wherever you are and then this rumbling starts happening. So it's like shaking, like you're like moving around, like, right. And he said, it's like really loud. So it must be like, everything is, mo- I'm imagining like bumbly, bumbly, like. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of rocks falling. Bumbly, bumbly. Bumbly, crumbly, <laughs> even. That's actually the sound that an earthquake makes. It just goes bumbly, 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 bumbly. But it does not register on the Richter scale. Yeah. Which is insane. It's just sort of a sound that vibrates your jawbone and your inner ear. Like, is that like those? Um, there's those like weapons. It's like not a psychological weapon, but it just like is a sound. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A wave the sound and, ones. Wa- and it like yes. didn't that just happen in Cuba? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it like incapacitates people and then makes them feel really sick and stuff. Mm-hmm. Could be something like that. Yeah, or like, like the brown in, note. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> the brown note? Yeah. <laughs> the one that makes you go poo poo. Yeah. There's a note that I heard there was a secret chord. Um, but yeah, the, the, apparently, the, the, I don't think the brown note's real. I want to hear the Did brown note. Did the Mythbusters note. do that? I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think they did. Do you want me to text Adam right now text- and ask him if he ever did it? <laughs> did you guys ever do the brown note? Did you guys ever do the brown note? I want to do that, but like. In a safe, like, all right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I go to the colon hydrotherapy. Yeah, while you're like sitting, while you're sitting yeah. on a toilet, while they're steaming my balls, like, I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna test like, it out. Yeah, it would be really handy to have sometimes you know? if you, if it couldn't happen, especially when you're traveling a lot. Yeah. And if your you're schedule is not great, you know, and you have you have you know you're about to board a flight to say Los Angeles and. You don't have a lot of time and you're at the Delta Lounge bathroom and you really want things to be hurrying along. If you could just like play a tone on your phone, it'd be great. But instead, <laughs> I, never, I don't know. I've, I've never, I've never, yeah. so I don't know. You play at the Salt Lake City. It was like, I was peeing. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, uh, 
Oh, no. I never have that problem. It's always the opposite. <laughs> Stop. Or you you play it, but you didn't realize your phone was attached to a Bluetooth speaker out in the lounge. Yeah. It's just it's the whole Delta Lounge <laughs> at the Salt Lake City Airport. A grisly scene at the Salt Lake City Airport where (laughs) they call it the brown note. And this lounge was shut down for a week when it was played over the loudspeaker. A code brown in Salt Lake City tonight. (laughs) (laughs) This morning we were watching the local Salt Lake City news in the at the Hampton Inn lobby. Yeah, that was weird. It was weird. I was like, they're all white, and then I looked around and I was like, oh, yep. Anyway, there was two black people at our show, so we we got them. You got all of them, (laughs) all of them at one show. We got them, guys. All two. All two. Anyways. Just saying it's a part of the country they could probably do for... Uh, some color. Yeah. Friends. New friends. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Everybody's fine. Everything's fine, I guess. Yeah. How are we doing? Did we do it? Um, I think we did great. I think we Good. had a really important discussion about race. and We solved it, didn't yeah. we? I think we solved it. And great. The I guess let's move on. And vaginal steaming. Up next, we're going to hear from fans and friends of the podcast about their theories, comments, and questions. But first, conversation about this episode's weather, which is Echo in the Hills by our good friends Carrie Elkin and former guest of the show, Danny Schmidt. Wow. Could you even? I can't even. What a gorgeously, hauntingly beautiful song. Yep. Sung by a beautiful, beautiful soul. And And person. Maybe the rumbling is Carrie Elkin. She's the echo in the hills. Yeah, she's the the echo in the hills. Yeah. Oh, God, this song. Oh, God, Carrie and Danny. We really should have had Carrie on as a guest, but we're all busy and she's busy. We'll have her on eventually, I promise. But yeah, um, echo in the hills. This is, yeah, we toured a whole bunch with Carrie and Danny in 2016 and they played the song every night and it was just so beautiful. It is. Every damn time. Which is why when we were playing it uh, a little bit earlier tonight, Meg and I were dancing around the kitchen Mm -hmm. uh, like a bunch of hippie weirdos. So... For those of you who are not hip to Carrie Elkins' music, she is a folk singer with quite possibly one of the better vocal stylings that has ever existed. True. Um, She is... A terrific performer, a great guitar player, a great vocalist, great human, former um, junior Olympic trampolinist. Yeah, is that how you say? Is that how you conjugate trampoline? Yep, trampoliner. So, yeah, trampoline. Nine. I think it might be trampolinist. Trampolinist. She loved to jump. Um, she also she jumping won a steak eating contest when she was like in her young teens, and she can put away wings like nobody's business. And the Skyline Chili. Skyline Chili. Wait a minute. I want to have a wing eating contest with Carrie. Yeah. I would worry I worry about you cuz I feel like she she would have you there. Can I do all drumsticks or do I have to eat the flats too? I don't know, bro. Whatever you're not going to eat, she would eat. So I'll talk to Carrie about it. <laughs> I just want to go I don't know this isn't competitive. I just want to go eat a bunch of wings with her. Yeah. She's yeah, she's an incredibly talented person. Like one of those like truly beautiful artistic souls who like it's like yes. great at like um great at singing, great at playing guitar, also great at like making a home and cooking and like yeah. just 
she's yeah, she's a great mom. Yeah, she's Love a, Carrie, and she's just a beautiful awesome. person. Yep. Um, but this song to me is quite haunting, and it, you know, it makes you want to also like sing out, sing out, Louise. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. I like I really enjoy that about this song. Gorgeous piece, um, and it almost sounds like it's done in a round. Yeah, it's like an echo. echo yeah, <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. So you feel like even if you've only heard the song once or twice, you can like pick it up and start to sing it. And that's what I mean by it. Like it, it invites you to almost sing along and be that echo that they're. Um, yes. I love that it's a couple who's performing this song in this episode specifically. A couple that like, you know, they tour a lot together, but also Danny's out on the road a lot when she's not. So it's like a, a couple that does work together, but also does have an experience with that, that LDR, that long distance yeah. Yeah. relation schnarn. And it's admirable how they can uh, make that work for them, especially with their little baby, uh, Maisie. So I... I think it's, I mean, even though at the time these things weren't the same, it wasn't the same in there. I don't think they were even married at this point in the. Yeah. When, when was this episode? Let's go to the book. It was 2014. Yeah. So they, I think they got married in October of 2014. I think. We got there first. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say we're responsible for their marriage. But you're not going to not say it. But I'm not, not saying it. Yeah. So. I mean, they were engaged when we met Yeah, but, you know, those Don't things get called it, off all the time. The first time I ever met Danny and Carrie, we hung out together in Seattle right before uh, our like one of our first big Night Vale shows. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good time. We went out and got burgers, and Carrie ordered a, like a soup cup full of wing sauce to dip her burger in. And I was like, this chick is the best. And she eats most of it. Hero. It's all that jumping Hero. from the trampolining. Yeah. She's, she does jump around on stage, though. She does. Remember, I was I actually remembered this the recently. She used to play Louis Blasco. Yes. Um, a role that Jason Webley played a lot, but Carrie would play it when she was with us on tour. Yeah. And that was always super fun. Because Danny, like, kind of pushed her into it. He was like, you should have Carrie do it. She does theater and stuff. And, like, Carrie, like, was like, sure, whatever. Because, like, she's, you know, down for whatever. Yeah. And then Joseph wrote, wrote a Louis Blasco bit for her, and she did it. She did it every night. It was very fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to see someone out of their element or out of the the medium that they normally practice in yeah. and then see them get excited about doing something new. So, yay. yeah. I yeah. just like the Danny cheerleaded her and was just like, yeah, Carrie, Carrie could do that. Whatever it is. It's really nice. So sweet. Pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Is that the sound? Of the Fanzana. Stay right there. Good Morning Night Vale will return after a brief break. That's the sound of me smelling my own armpit because I smell like a coconut vanilla cookie. And I smell like that because of native deodorant. Good Morning Night Vale is very pleased to be able to offer you 20% off of your first purchase of native deodorant by going to nativedeodorant.com and entering promo code GOODMORNING at checkout. I find myself very lucky to live in a time in history when deodorant exists. Think about how bad George Washington must have smelled and be grateful that you don't have to go anywhere near that. 
I don't want you to be stinky. I want you to smell great. And I want you to do that without endangering your body with harsh chemicals. Native deodorant can do that for you. Their products are naturally formulated and aluminum free. So you're not gonna be slowly poisoned by your own armpits. You're gonna have to find another way to die. And while you're finding that other way to die, you will smell great with a naturally derived deodorant that actually works. Native deodorant is not tested on animals, so no narwhals, which are real, will be injured for you to smell awesome. Visit nativedeodorant.com, use promo code GOODMORNING, and don't smell like George Washington. Do you have trouble getting the sleepies like I do, having a good night's sleep, like a full night's sleep? Let me introduce you to Feels, which is the premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. If you're like me and you have trouble, if you have stress, if you have anxiety, pain, or sleeplessness, then you just put a few drops of Feels under your tongue and you'll feel the difference within minutes. And if you're like me and you are new to CBD like I was, they offer a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash good morning and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash good morning to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash good morning. into it the man who isn't tall from dc writes hey guys horoscopes is one of my favorite night veil segments it's fun to find out some of the characters signs through pointed predictions that the stars make however when it comes to explaining personalities I have about the same faith in astrology that Night Vale citizens have in the moon. Ergo, like the citizens, I've adopted alternative theories as explanations, preferably those backed by the same method of science practiced by Carlos. Wow. So my question is, what Myers-Briggs type do you think fits the main characters? If you want to take the test for them, I've included a link. Curiously yours, the man who isn't tall from D.C. Well, thanks, the man who isn't tall from D.C. Really appreciate you writing in. We did take your comment slash question quite seriously. Yes. We reviewed our uh, Myers-Briggs scores. It turns out that myself and Symphony Sanders both have the same one. We are both ENTJs. And ENTJs are... Strategic, logical, efficient, outgoing, ambitious, independent, effective organizers of people and long-range planners. That's us. And it turns out that Hal is an ENFJ. Yes. So I think the reason that the three of us get along so well is that we're both, we both start with ENs. I think a lot of performers probably start with ENs. Totally. But Hal is an ENFJ, and an ENFJ is caring, enthusiastic, idealistic, organized, diplomatic, responsible, skilled communicators who value connection with people. That's me. That's them. That's who me is. And then I took the liberty to go through and take the test as characters from Night Vale. Interesting. I feel like, oh, Hal, 
I think that Cecil, the character, is an ENFJ, like you. Interesting. Yeah, that's okay. how I, that's where I landed for Cecil as an ENFJ. Hmm. I think that Carlos is an ISTP. Oh. An ISTP is an action-oriented, logical, analytical, spontaneous, reserved, independent, enjoys adventures, skilled at understanding how mechanical things work. Makes sense. That's where I landed that's for totally Carlos. Totally great. Yeah. I thought that Tamika was an ESTP. Yeah. An ESTP is outgoing, realistic, action-oriented, curious, versatile, spontaneous, pragmatic problem solvers, and skillful negotiators. Yep. Yep. I see it. I said that the faceless old woman was an INTJ, which is innovative, independent, strategic, logical, reserved, insightful, driven by their own original ideas to achieve improvements. Uh, If it didn't describe anyone else, it would describe... Her perfectly. And then yeah, I yeah. said that Steve Carlsberg was an ESFJ. An ESFJ is friendly, outgoing, reliable, conscientious, organized, practical, seek to be helpful and please others, enjoy being active and productive. Yes. Wow. That's it. We're only one letter apart. Yeah. Wow. Trade the S for the N yes. and it's me. It just means I have to play people very close to me. I, I, in fact, I have to do a Myers-Briggs for every character I play uh, and make sure that we have at least two letters in common, three preferred. Um, it's kind of fun to do. Yeah. Find out what your personality type is because that's based in science. At enfj.org. <laughs> Wait, Probably is that really the website? The website? Nope. <laughs> Nope, but go there, see what you find. Yeah, if you Don't search the me. internet for Myers-Briggs stuff, you'll find a, a way to, to learn more about yourself. The, also, the thing that we were talking about the other night is what your love language is. Oh, and yeah. Oh, important. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an acts of service. That's me. Honestly, I believe that finding out more about yourself and like being able to understand the way others react so that you can be able to handle and or... Uh, strategically work with those people. Is Manipulate? This, yes, exactly. I didn't want to say that. Control. <laughs> I'm a Slytherin. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever way you need to do that, I think that's a smart uh, thing to do. Um, with that said, I think my love languages are, I like to receive gifts, but I time spent is my love language time your quality time and and acts of service yeah i think that's what jennifer's are yeah for sure that's what i like to give out but i like to receive gifts yeah i don't know i don't i that's what she likes to receive i don't know what i like to receive i don't think i've ever really thought about it there's um acts of there's um like words of praise cash quality time gifts uh touch um i i think i like touch and words of praise i think those are my two okay Joseph's love Good language job, is touch. Al. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Joseph's love language is touch, and I like acts of service. So, like, if he takes you like the to trash, receive or, acts or both, both, both give and receive. Both. Like, oh. I, yeah, like I like to do things for people. That's how I show my love is like showing up and being there to help. I also um, like words, though. I like when people tell me nice things, but I like when people do stuff. No. I like when yeah. people tell me nice things, but because there's that part of me inside that's a little bit twisted, I can never really believe them. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hear that. Bend it back, y'all. Bend it back. And give it up for Christy, who writes, I just listened to Good Morning Numbers, and it reminded me of my headcanon stemming from the crossover episode, where Pemily ceased to exist, and while she's gone, became Faye. This also supports the Night Vale being limbo theory. 
Maybe all residents are people who have ceased to exist in other universes. One of the saddest moments in Night Vale for me is in episode 51. The time when I first listened to it, my personal relationship with my boyfriend had uncanny parallels with Carlos and Cecil's. When Cecil reads the horoscope for Aquarius, I started bawling and realized I had been spending a lot of time drinking while crying in a quiet room. I'd like to give some credit to this episode for helping me get out of the house and on with my life. This episode also has my favorite line from the show, the one about being tasteless, slow-acting poison being the second best revenge. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for making this show. I love you all. Not related to Night Vale, but my favorite Hal character is Philip Fathom, the deep sea detective. Also, for about two years, I thought his name was Hal Loveland, as did the electric (laughs) company when they sent bills to our family. Uh, Stay weird. Christy, thank you, Christy. Thank you so much for sharing a very personal story. And we are all glad that you got better and took care of yourself in a healthier way. And uh, my parents died at sea. Philip Fathom reference for you. Lisa writes to us. Hello, Mag. Mag. Oh, that's what they put on my uh, sandwich order today at lunch instead of Meg. Anyway. Hello, Meg, Symphony, and Hal. I am a food scientist, although currently I'm going back to school for chemical engineering. Yay, science. I started to listen to Welcome to Night Vale because I work in a lab all by myself and wanted something to listen to while I watch Beaker's Bubble. I haven't been able to stop listening ever since. My favorite arc is the desert otherworld, and I can say that the episode that still haunts me today is episode 51, Rumbling. What struck me was the horoscope portion of this episode. I believe that this is the episode where we find out the zodiacs of Cecil and Carlos, which narrows the date of their birthdays. My questions are, do you think Cecil ended up taking the advice of his horoscope reading? If so, do you think Night Vale has a special drink that you can drink to remove memories? I recall Cecil saying, drink to forget, and I always had a theory where Cecil would optionally drink to forget traumatic experiences along with the forced re-education that he'd probably been subject to. Thank you for making my days working as a scientist much more exciting. Keep up the amazing work. Sincerely, Lisa. <laughs> Do you think there's a special drink that makes people forget? It's called vodka. There it is. Uh, actually, <laughs> I always think when I always think of um, Arrested Development when Job was like, "I'm just gonna take a forget me now," and then he like just like go. It was just a roofie, I think. Yeah. He was just roofing himself. He roofed himself. Well, GHB for me. Um, But if we need a quick refresher, the um, advice um, or what uh, Cecil's um, horoscope said was, your boyfriend is trapped in an alternate desert dimension. It's difficult to say when he will return. Perhaps take up drinking while crying in a quiet room. Wow. That's very specific and painful horoscope. Do not. I don't think he took up that advice. He shouldn't. No, I think he he doubled down into his work. Yeah, well, because he was like, wow, because he said thanks for nothing. So he obviously didn't want to do that. Right. He found another way to channel his feelings. Finally, we have Micah. Micah writes, am I the only one who thinks Carlos sounds like he's implying something naughty when he says, we can still do things together? Micah. No, you are not the only one. Yeah. I for sure thought the same thing. Yeah, like they could plan a trip. Um, they could to talk about their future. Oh, they could- oh. Yeah. <laughs> they could talk about like plans for the future that they have together. They're going to talk about their romantic 
things. Um, yeah, of course, I think they're talking about something more sweet and romantic, like when they get to make cookies together or smooch on the face or the nose. Or other things. Or other other things. Yeah. Hugging? Yeah. Yeah, that's like one of the Hugging. ways. Maybe they're high-fiving. Maybe they're doing the bump. Maybe they're slapping their hands together. And a Maybe five. they have a, what if they have an elaborate high five? I, have you ever done one of that? Yeah. Like a secret handshake. Yeah. Yes. They have a secret handshake. Like a secret special handshake that they'll, yeah, they'll the two of them do. That's right. Together. That nobody else is allowed to see. Yes. In their room. Yeah. Yeah. Or their sofa. Their garage. Or on the internet. Well. Anyways. Anyway. Thanks so much for writing in, Micah. Thanks for listening. Thanks yeah. for Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening to our silliness and continuing to follow us. Next time, we will be reviewing episode 52, The Retirement of Pamela Winchell. <laughs> but until then, friends, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodmorningnightvale. And as always, good morning, Night Vale. Good morning. Good Morning Night Vale is a Night Vale Presents production. It is hosted by Symphony Sanders, Hal Lublin, and Meg Bashwinner. It is edited and mixed by Vincent Cachione. It is produced by Meg Bashwinner. The music by Disparition. Special thanks to our fans who submitted their thoughts this week. Leave us a voicemail at 929-277-2050 or email us at info at goodmorningnightvale.com to share your theories and ask questions or to share your controversial opinions about breathing. This show is powered by our patrons like Estrella Romero, Sandra Hobbs, Kathy Fink, Daniel Latunez, and Freya. If you are interested in supporting this show in exchange for fun behind-the-scenes content, like the video of the infamous chase scene from A Spy in the Desert, check us out at patreon.com slash goodmorningnightvale. For more information on this show, go to goodmorningnightvale.com and follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Nightvale Chat. Special thanks to Christy Gressman, Jeffrey Craner, Joseph Fink, and Adam Cecil. Today's adverb is gently. This is me gently reminding you to be gentle with yourself as you hardcore rage against the barbed systems of oppression. Uh, hey, everybody, this is Drew. I make a Sleep With Me podcast. It's a bedtime story podcast here at Nightvale Presents. And I just want to tell you about the show. It's a podcast to help you fall asleep, uh, just like somebody having a friend over to tell you a lulling, soothing, strange, meandering bedtime story. But I also want you to know the reason I make the show is because I know how it feels not to be able to sleep. And it's really important to me to to try to bring some levity and comfort to the deep, dark night. So if you know how it feels when you can't fall asleep, if you're tossing and turning and you're looking for something to take your mind off of that, uh, just open up your podcast app and search for Sleep With Me uh, and give it a listen. Thanks. From Pete.